praise God from whom all blessings flow. We sing doxology in whatever season we're in, don't we? We continue to lift up praise on whatever path we walk, even now. Would you pause with me as we pray before opening the word of God together this morning? Our Jesus, we do indeed surrender as the words to that song that was just played say, to you we surrender today. All that we carry into this place, all of the burdens from this week, and then also noticing all of the blessings that come from your hand. For we know that every good gift comes truly from you. So we pause to adore you, to praise you. As we open up your word together today, we say, God, here we are, we are listening. Speak, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I read an article this week from US News and World Report, and the article states, Americans experienced more frequent symptoms of anxiety and depression during the winter surge of COVID-19 as we were going from 2020 to 2021, that they could see the anxiety and depression going up right in line with the numbers. Then as they looked over the long term, the perspective of seeing where the virus was trending and how people's reported feelings of anxiety and depression were trending, that the frequency of symptoms of anxiety and depression were increasing at the same weekly number as the new COVID-19 cases during the same period. What does that mean? Well, that's like, a cord <laughs> it could be like, hey, you're wearing blue, Scott, and he's wearing blue, right? I'm telling you what you already know. But I hope that it acknowledges what we're experiencing right now. That it acknowledges for you that if you're feeling drained, a lot of people just said, I feel so drained. I just feel so exhausted. This week has been such a burden. I just feel so tired. If you're feeling that today, it's because of what we're experiencing collectively. You might not even be going through it yourself. Some of you have said, I feel blessed compared to the loved ones that are going through so much. But it still takes a lot out of us collectively as we watch people go through suffering. So I want to stop and acknowledge the flashbacks that you might be feeling, even as we're starting January 2022, it might feel a bit like the start of 2021. There's the unsettled feeling of what's going to happen this year, what does this look like? The stress and the anxiety is real. A friend was even mentioning to me this week, I wonder when this feeling will go away, and I said, what feeling? They said, the feeling of, I wonder if I'm going to give anything to anyone else. Like, was that, what was that feeling? Uh, am I sick? Is this, uh, was that tired parenthood, parenting young children? Or was that because it's a symptom of something that's going on? When is that feeling gonna go away, they asked. And then, Others of you have just been experiencing so many other things, the normal struggles of life, the things that are going on that, that burden us. We are tired, physically tired, emotionally tired, spiritually tired. It reminds me of this game that I actually did love to play with my brother. Anyone else play this at the arcade? Whack-a-mole, right? One little head pops up and yeah, I know it's not really quite tender, but I loved this game, so just bear with me for a moment. You whack that thing down, and then the other thing pops up, but then before you even have that down, you whack the other thing. 
Life can feel like that. Our to-do list, the expectations that are going on. Anyone else relate? No? Yeah, okay. Just one thing gets down and then the next thing is down. Or maybe your anxiety, it does feel like that. One thing gets settled and then the next thing pops up or the next expectation of you or the next to-do list item. It can feel, life can feel like a, a whack-a-mole. Something that you're just trying to make it. We are a people in need of physical rest. We are a people in need of spiritual rest. We're a people in need of emotional rest. We're a people in need of Jesus. And fortunately for us, Jesus speaks words of life to us. Because the people of his day were not so different than us. They were weary. They were struggling emotionally and physically and spiritually under the oppressors and the oppression that they were facing in their time. And in the gospel that bears his name, Matthew shares these words in red, these words that he heard Jesus speak to people that were tired just like we are. These words <laughs> that he spoke directly into their experience. We can sometimes think that all we have to do is white knuckle it, hold it all together, just make it through. Face the trials with complete control, keeping it all together. But this verse actually says that God's invitation to us is the opposite. That ours is not a, an invitation to a journey to keep it all together or to stay in control. If I could just hold it all, it's ours is an invitation to dependency that actually Jesus is saying, come, I want you to walk with me and be dependent on me and interdependent on the people around you. I want you to lean in to what it looks like to live in this rhythm. Not that you have it all, that you just can white knuckle through anything that comes your way and you've got complete control, but rather you have learned a deep trust, a way of Jesus that is revolutionary and is different than what you might have expected what it really meant to adult or to be who you thought you'd be. It's an invitation to dependence. So hear these words of Jesus today. If you could just picture yourself sitting there and hearing them directly from Jesus himself as you're there, perhaps come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord for you today. The word of the Lord for me today. That to all of us, he says, I want to give you a deep satisfaction, a deep rest, a deep peace that can only come from me. You might be looking elsewhere. You might try to satisfy yourself in some other way, but the only place that we can truly find rest is Jesus. 
Jesus says, I'm the bread of life that will truly bring you nourishment. Jesus says, I'm the spring of living water that will keep welling up to quench the thirst that you have deep inside of you. Jesus says, I am the way, the pathway that you can walk to the peace and the purpose that you long for. To all of us today, to every single last weary person listening from your living room and from your office and from your car or from right here, Jesus says, come to me. There's nowhere else, there's no other substitution, there is nowhere else we can run but to Jesus. Come to me. Weary and burdened. We can go weary and burdened in a lot of ways. We are weighed down by sin, weighed down by our own sin, the things that people don't know are going on within us, things that we have done to other people. Then there are the sins done to us by others and by ourselves. And then there's the effect of sin in this world. As we look around us, there is the weariness that comes from the sin and the effect of sin in the lives of those around us. It wears on us. I hear of another friend who has cancer. I hear of another person who lost their job. I hear of another person who's facing an incredibly difficult surgery. And that can wear on you. Jesus expressed his teaching to his disciples then and now. And he says to us, come to me when you're weary. He also reminded his disciples in his teaching of the parables who the source of this pain was. Remember when he's talking about a field that they planted good seed in, the owner did, and then suddenly there's weeds popping up? And they said, what happened? And he said, an enemy has done this. Five words that we need to remember too. When cancer and when all these situations that we could name right now, the brokenness and pain of relationship and the ways that we are watching people struggle around us. An enemy has done this. He reminds us that the source of this pain is not God, but rather an enemy. And so as we grow weary and burdened with sin, God reminds us, this, has, this is not my plan. This is not what I intended, but I am here in the midst of it with you. Jesus isn't speaking against work by inviting us to come and get rest. You see, the people were weary and burdened with work, but it wasn't just work. There was an inner weariness of striving that goes even beyond good work. I joke with my kids because Josiah has now heard of this thing called allowance. No, you can make whatever choice you want about allowance, but I wasn't given allowance as a kid. I, I was given the opportunity to work the opportunity to work. And I would joke with him, I'm like so glad and grateful I didn't get allowance, son, because I got the opportunity to work. The brainwashing worked. Um, but really, if you can imagine me as seven and eight years old pushing that lawnmower, you know, mowing an acre, and then that $5 though, that, that was a lot, and it felt like a lot because of the hard work. Jesus doesn't speak against work here. Work is good. Sunday was good work. When we're breaking open those walls, like there's a good feeling with work. And some of you spend yourself physically, you spend yourself emotionally or mentally, and there's a good feeling, a satisfied feeling that comes from work. 
And then there's a weariness and a burden that goes beyond that. So there is good work, there is the tired from good work, and then there is the exhaustion from striving where we just can't get a rest. And this is the depth of what Jesus is speaking to. It's not the good work, the good tired, I call it, when I come home and Caleb says, how are you? And I'm like, good tired. With a sparkle in my eye, I've spent myself for something that is important. But there is a weariness, a weariness that goes beyond that. And Jesus knew we would experience it. You can see it in someone's eyes when they're burdened. We get tired. We can get spiritually tired too. Jesus was speaking to people that were under a religious system that was legalistic and oftentimes ill-fitting. And so he says to them, oh, you need rest. Spiritually, you need rest. We all have our own versions. What Paul reminds us as disciples is who truly sets us free. You see, we'd like to think all of our effort adds up to a lot, but when you're sitting by someone at the bedside as they're breathing their last, they don't speak about the work that they've done. Uh, it's often, I don't wish that I would have worked harder or done something like that, but they speak of who they have had relationship with. So in Galatians, Paul reminds us that the one that can truly set us free it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm in them and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You see, the yoke that Jesus speaks of is not the only yoke around. Jesus has come to me and put my yoke upon you because we have other yokes that get put on us. We take them on. And so Jesus is the source of this freedom. He busts those yokes and lays on us something different as he walks alongside of us. But you and I can't free ourselves. Jesus is the only source of that freedom. Christ is the only one who can set us free from sin in our own lives and sin that we're affected by and sin done to us. Christ is the only one that can set us free. So he offers us freedom. But it may not come in the way that we ask for or want or what we expect. Instead, he affords us the freedom in the way that we really need. We say, take the burden away completely, God. And Jesus says, walk with me and I'll walk along beside you as you and I carry that burden together. I'm not going to fix it or take it away, but instead I'm going to be present with you in it. You are not alone. This yoke, if you recall, was how they would train. They would use this for, for plowing, of course, regularly, but how they would also train the inexperienced animals. So a mature animal would be yoked right alongside an immature animal. So if the younger one was spooked or, or wasn't able to keep steady in plowing, the more mature animal would stay the course, steady, carrying the burden, walking along as the younger one learned that yoke, learned what it looked like to plow and do that particular work in that particular field. And Jesus says, come to me, take my yoke, my teaching, my way of life, my way of being human, because I know what it's like, and learn from me. Walk alongside me so that I carry this burden with you. I am walking right along beside you. You learn the rhythms 
of Jesus, I learn the rhythms of Jesus as I walk right along beside him. I used to think that maybe people were stretching things a bit when they would say, this is what their kid had said. You know, I always believed them, but now that I have like Ava, who's around three and a half, she's constantly saying stuff that if you hear me say a story, believe me, she said it, really. You might be, it might be hard to believe sometimes, but kids can say the things that are just like deep and amazing, right? It's just awesome. It's like, what? Is going on. I saw this man along the side of the road this week and I was, he looked clearly upset, looked like there were some challenges and Ava's like, oh, I know what's wrong. And I said, what? Oh, his mama's not here. He needs his mama. <laughs> like, you, she's looking at the world and life so differently. So this teacher gets up and asks the kids, what is a yoke? And this one kid raises his hand and he's like, they would put it around animals so they could plow. She's like, very good, very good. And this other kid just insists on being called up. Okay, it's God's arms around us. God's arms around us. And I love that picture because if we're picturing the yoke of Jesus like this, what if instead you picture Jesus putting his arm around you? You're gonna walk right alongside me. Yeah, the trial is hard. Yes, this challenge is really, really difficult. And I'm not taking you out of it. And trust me, it really hurts to watch you going through this. But I'm going to walk with you. And so this yoke is me pulling you close as we walk along together. And you learn the rhythms of my grace. And you learn how to deeply trust me. And you learn how to stay steady even when it looks like you're just going to lose it. Maybe, and I'm not talking about kids having meltdowns, I'm talking about adults, right? We can lose it too. And Jesus says, my arm is around you and I'm gonna walk along beside you and you're gonna learn from me a different way of living and being present in the world. Maybe some of you this week as you were going through burdens, you pictured yourself walking by yourself and you're just so alone. Let me tell you, that's not true. You're not alone. Whatever you're facing or whatever you're walking through, I want you to picture right now, just close your eyes and picture that Jesus is walking right along beside you because you are not alone. No matter what you're facing or what you're going through, God is beside you. And so the strength comes, the rest comes, the deep-seated rest that is the shalom, the well-being that takes over where you know completely that all is well comes because we know we're not alone, that we walk with Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 1, we see this picture that Paul shares about what it's like going through what he's going through. Now keep in mind that he is going through so much and he's learning to keep in sync with the pace of Jesus steadying him, balancing him in the midst of stuff that was just so difficult. And in verse three of 2 Corinthians chapter one, it says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in trouble, in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. 
So we walk with one who has been through suffering. We journey alongside one who has been in this place and knows this pain and who can comfort us deeply. The God of all comfort, the God of all compassion. And then it can't help but pour out and spill out to the people around us because we only can give from the comfort we have received, right? So we walk with Jesus and we receive the comfort and we share the comfort. For some of you, you are not going through a hard time, but you're watching people that you love go through a hard time. And you might feel powerless to know how you can fix or help or do something. We can't fix it with those that we love. We can't. Sometimes our pastoral team, we, we struggle because we know some of the situations that you're facing and our hearts cry out to God in prayer on your behalf. We pray together and we bring you before Jesus, but we wish we could fix it sometimes. But what God does instead of fixing it, so often God says, I want you to just know that my presence is with you and that I'm with you through this is enough to get you through it. Jesus promises, I will give you rest. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, I will give you rest. God counsels us to recognize that we are not sustained by our own strength. We are not sustained by our own label, labor. Matthew chapter six, he says, look at the birds of the air. They don't toil or reap or gather into barns, but your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than they are? Seek first the kingdom of God and all of those other things that you're worried about will be added to you as well. So he invites us to live knowing that we are completely provided for by someone other than ourselves. The yokes that Jesus breaks in our life, let's turn to Lamentations 5.5 for a moment. It says, with a yoke on our necks, we are hard driven, we are weary, we are given no rest. This is what we come to Jesus with. And then again in Leviticus 26 and verse 13, It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with your heads held high. Don't you love that? Jesus says, I break these other yokes from you so that you can come and bear my yoke knowing that I'm walking right beside you, right within that yoke. So what yokes does Jesus want to break in your life today? What are you feeling especially burdened by that instead Jesus wants to just come walk with you in a different pace, a different rhythm, a different way? Isaiah chapter 30 verse 20 says, Although the Lord has given you bread of privation and water of oppression, He, your teacher, will no longer hide himself, but your eyes will behold your teacher, and your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, even in your suffering, even in your struggle, even in your oppression, God says, you'll hear my voice. You'll tune into hearing that. Now, even as you might feel disconnected or might feel the struggle, Jesus is there guiding you. Notice too that discipleship is not natural. Listen to the teachings of Jesus. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Forgive 70 times seven. All of the things that Jesus talks about are not our natural way. It's not the way that we live automatically. Oh, I just wanna go do this. I wanna go just 
love the people that are treating me bad. Does that come real natural for you? But Jesus says, as you walk with me, this is what discipleship is. It's this lifelong journey. As you walk with me, my ways become your ways because a yoke was a teaching. My way of being in the world, my way of responding to people, my way of reacting which with far more patience than you would have had on your own, my way of giving you kindness that you wouldn't have on your own, my way of pouring love into other people's lives, I will give this to you as you're walking with me. So this God pours out into us this gentleness, this humility of heart, this way that we learn from this Christ Dr. Wilkins says, Jesus does not release his disciples from burdens just as he did not escape the burdens of human life in his incarnation. Illness, calamity, tragedy remain a part of this fallen world until the final renewal. But for those in the kingdom of heaven, there is the promise of Jesus' sustaining help. You might not be released from what you're facing right now, I wish it could go away, but Jesus promises sustaining help. Jesus walks with you in whatever you face, so the deep rest, the shalom, the knowing all is well can come to you. There's such irony in the way of discipleship being called the way of rest, right? Oh, this path, it demands total commitment, seeking the kingdom of God above anything else, above your own comfort, you face rejection, you face suffering. Um, the scripture talks about suffering with Christ, that we participate in the sufferings of Christ together. How can this be called a yoke of rest? How can Jesus say my yoke is easy and my burden light? That somehow in this place we find that Jesus offers us true life from the inside out, that we're experiencing this life by being connected with Jesus. Dr. Webster says the easy yoke sounds like such an oxymoron. Plowing a field or pulling a load is hard work. And nowhere does Jesus promise soft ground for tilling or level paths for bearing the load. What he does promise is relationship with himself. The demands are great, but the relationship makes the burden light. That's why I love Pastor Steve's story for the kids this morning, that as he carried his sister, there was something different. The relationship that they shared makes the burden different when you're going there together. That as you walk with Jesus, what you have on you might feel like a lot, but you're going there, you're not alone as you're going there. This is the paradox of Christianity, that in losing your life, you really find it. How many of you remember any television commercials from your childhood? And if you're currently a child, do you remember any of the commercials that you've heard? Do you remember any commercials from your childhood? Anyone? Okay, a few people. Great. There are ones that I can just still say. I can still sing every word to those. What you really get from commercials is that problems can be fixed easily, quickly, and they usually involve some kind of detergent, generally. It all can be fixed, just as long as you have that. This one that in my childhood just really, really stands out is Biz Gets the Stains That Get By You. Did anyone see that? No, 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 no one remembers. But I just would always do this, you know, about that commercial. I would sing the little jingle, because it just stuck with you. Not that you want it to, but it's just there. Uh, 
But life isn't like that. Life isn't problems are quickly and easily solved and something you can buy that will just take it away and make it easier. Sometimes we can say that or seem to say that as we're preaching from the word of God to say all you need to do is, if we ever start with all you need to do or just do, you know, no. It's not gonna work that way. Because the journey, the lifelong journey with Jesus is one of trust and dependence. Not that things are fixed or solved easily, quickly, with something that can be purchased or even something that can be done. But what God invites us into is a deep trust. You see the verses just a little bit before these verses talk about God, I praise you because you have hidden these things from the learned and the wise and revealed them to children. There's a deep childlike trust that walking with Jesus and walking along with his yoke means I'm going to trust. That it can't just be quickly and easily solved. There's not a jingle to go along with it. Three easy steps I can share with you or a little book that if you buy this, it will all be solved. But I can tell you that God's presence with you makes all the difference. So how do we make it through? How does it become yoke, his yoke being easy and burden light? How is it that we can find deep rest for our souls? Well, like Jesus, we can turn to God. Like Jesus, we can fix our eyes on the one who holds us. And remember that we are under God's care, that we are walking along with Jesus. We're not alone. So again and again in scriptures, God doesn't promise to, to take it away, but God promises to be present with us. When we look at the examples of the people that have gone before us, it's almost laughable. If you start to think of easy and light burden, Abraham was instructed, leave your home, leave your family, I'll tell you where you're going later, just go. That's not easy. Deborah was instructed, go battle with the children of Israel. I'll protect you, but you'll be dramatically outnumbered and it will take some time. Joseph, go away from your family as a slave. Be betrayed by your brothers, but someday I'll give you rule and leadership that will save many people's lives. Esther, yes, have the courage to stand before and save your people, but the king could kill you. He has the right to do that in just a moment. Even the disciples, Peter, go as a missionary, spread the good news of Jesus. They'll put you in prison, and then finally you'll be requesting that they crucify you upside down. John, the beloved, spend your final aged days on an island of Patmos, deserted, away from all the people that you know and love and who love and know you. But the visions that I will give you will sustain the church then and now. Paul just keep preaching till they kill you. Even Jesus himself, he did, not, he did not excuse himself from suffering. Jesus gave up his glory to live among fallen humanity. He let himself be killed to feel the abandonment of God, though God had not abandoned him. And then he was killed by the weight of our sin. How are we to do all of these things? How are we to walk we are primarily invited to remember that God is with us, that we are not alone, that we are learning the rhythms of Jesus as we walk with him. Even when things are tough, even when the evidence 
doesn't suggest that God is with us. We can rely on God's working in the past. We can rely on what is revealed in this word. We can remind ourselves God is here. God is with us. When what you're going through feels like too much, when you just don't feel like you can make it, when you are coming alongside someone who just feels like it's too much for them to bear, our invitation from Jesus is to a life of dependence, surrender, walking forward in trust. We are not carrying this burden alone, friends. The things that you're facing right now, come, trust. He truly wants to give you rest for your weary soul.